Episode 2 of the Retro Nonsense Podcast. I am Duke, and with me is my good friend Chris Roberts. Chris, are you as excited as I am for this Halloween season? You know, I love Halloween. This is uh, by far... It might not be my number one holiday, but it's probably my number one B. Where does Halloween rank for you on the holiday scale? It has to be second for me. I mean, in that 1A, yeah. 1B scenario. I mean, I feel like Christmas is probably the best. And, it's, and I do love Thanksgiving and Fourth of July. I mean, those are probably, like, in my world, like the big four. But, uh, you know, Halloween, um, as a kid, it was exciting because, um, you know, obviously it's exciting. Dressing up, getting candy, doing things, hanging out with friends, getting to stay out late, going into other neighborhoods, things like that. Um you know, of course, the other holidays, it's mostly family-oriented. You know, your Thanksgiving, uh, Christmas, Fourth of July, those kind of things are usually when you have family get-togethers. So uh, this one kind of felt, pr- out of all the holidays, this one feels the most independent. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to top, like, Christmas for me. Christmas, um, I have to say, is my number one holiday. You know, f- for me, I'm, as a religious person, Christmas and Easter have a, a deeper meaning. But thinking, if I'm focusing just on, like, the fun factor... Halloween is definitely probably second to Christmas because there's just so much excitement in the air. And it's like you said, all the parties and the costumes and the the themes, it's just a lot of fun. So it definitely is up there. And as a parent, you know, taking part yes. in that with my children has been yeah. very fun as well. So throughout my whole life, Halloween has always been a really exciting time. So focusing on our Halloween memories from childhood, do you have any special memories that stand out? Well... Probably, as I've mentioned before, you know, my grandparents were always, like, the bigger part of my life when it came to holidays, and um, usually uh, my grandmother or something, she would buy me a costume, stuff like that, and uh, my mother or father would probably drop me off over here, and I would do, um, at least in the earlier parts of Halloween for me, um, you know, I'd trick-or-treat in their little town that they lived in, and and it was fun because, you know... uh, I got a lot of freedom as a child. They, they, you know, it was it was a different time, I guess. I mean, I, it's funny to say that because I'm sure in the 60s they would say that in the 80s. Oh, it was a different time back then. It was more safer. But it did feel safe where I was anyway. Um, so I could go off on my own and stuff like that. You know, going around the, the various neighborhoods here, going to, uh, going to the familiar houses, you know, like their friends or people who recognized me. They would give me a little extra candy or... You know, just ex- the excitement of it all. They were so happy to see the new costume. And, and, you know, it was fun to dress up. And so, I mean, really, I guess the, you know, the the big takeaway from it was just kind of, um, you know, the biggest memory was just kind of how you felt. Like, for me, anyways, the just the freedom of it all and the excitement. 
For sure. Yeah, I mean, I feel the same way. As a kid, um, and it was different being a kid in the 80s for Halloween, um, I have no memories that I can think of of trick-or-treating with my parents. I mean, I think at very early ages, I just went out with my siblings and we just walked the neighborhood. And it was very safe back then. I mean, I lived in a little beach town and... You know, it was one of those old-fashioned communities where everybody, it was like a whole family. You know, everybody knew everybody, and all the neighbors knew each other. Um, The whole community felt very safe, and uh, there was no concern of, you know, being abducted or anything like that back then. But, I mean, we had complete freedom. We just went out trick-or-treating and went wherever we wanted and just kind of had to be home at a sensible time. But, uh, yeah, I guess... The memory that stands out the most is just like you. It's just in general the 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 overall kind of excitement uh, of how Halloween was in my entire childhood. It was just overall it was just so much fun, and it was always just something to look forward to. And you got together with your siblings and your friends and a big gang, and you went out. No matter what day of the week it fell on, it was always fun. It was always a special treat when it fell on a weekend. Yeah, I mean that was <laughs> yeah, always you the felt like you could stay up a little right, bit. Right, that was always the best when it was a Friday or a Saturday. Those were the ultimate. Yeah, but uh, Halloween in general, thinking back, was just super exciting and always always a good time. Well, do you have any uh, special costumes or any you know, favorite costumes that stuck out to you from when you were a child? Yeah, I can remember probably most prominently my mom. She made most of our costumes. My mom was very good with sewing and knitting and making quilts and all that kind of stuff. So she and we were very frugal because we were a family of six. So we didn't go and buy our costumes. We always kind of made them or at least most of the costume. And I think I remember I was a Tuscan Raider once where I did have the the mask, I think, and my mom made all the brown robes and everything that went with it. So that kind of stood out as a, a, one of my favorite costumes that I can think of. Uh, also, I used to dress up as a cowboy. I think I remember I dressed up as the Lone Ranger once, which was I have a picture of me in my Lone Ranger outfit which was always cool with my little mask and my white hat and my little pistol. (laughs) But a lot of times we, again, because we were kind of uh, frugal, uh, for lack of a better term, we just had to go kind of in our toy bin. And a lot of times I just grab a gun and like some army stuff and I'd be a soldier or something like that. You know, we never got, like I said, got to buy any kind of fancy costumes. They were either homemade or we just kind of made up our own thing. Uh, before we left the house. Well, I had kind of an opposite experience. Uh, my mother wasn't something, somebody who would, you know, she didn't sew and stuff like that. Um, and my grandmother, even though she did in her younger days, at this point, you know, she would sew up my, hem up my pants for me and stuff like that, but she wasn't going to create a costume. But they would actually take me to the grocery store or to a, you know, a place who just happened to have costumes. A lot of times it was a grocery store. They would have a little section in it. And, um, and it was just those costumes that any, I mean, they still have them to this day, I guess, but they're really synonymous with the 80s. Those, you know, you had a cheap plastic shirt or whatever, something that put over there that represented <laughs> what it was. And, you know, one that stood out to me was Luke Skywalker. It was, um, I, I remember having him two different years. One year was, uh, you know, the X-Wing pilot outfit. So you had like these cheap pants, you know, they had a little bit of elastic in them. They were plastic, but, you know, they had the design of the, 
you know, had the little fake gun on the side and the belt and uh, <laughs> and the shirt would be, you know, whatever the pilot shirt looked like. And then the mask was those cheap plastic masks that had the little rubber band that went around your head. And they were good for a little bit. And, you know, then they start rolling up in your hair and pulling your hair out. And, and eventually you break it and then you have to retie it and, you know. They weren't the most uh, high-quality masks around, at least not the ones that I got. I didn't get none of the... Oh, I can't even think of the name, but there's that the famous mask designer from, like, the 70s and early 80s. I always escape in my mind right now. But there's these one particular masks that were made during that era that are actually very highly collectible now. But no, we didn't even... Nah, there was no way I was getting a, a $5 mask or a $10 no, no. mask or whatever. No. It was uh, it was always the, the cheapies, but... Yeah, they just had a couple of staples holding that white string on the yeah, side. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, they, it, it, they would just pull off every once in a while. Right. Yeah, and then they would come in that, that box with, like, the clear little window where you could see the mask, and you open the box, and, like, the plastic suit was in there with it. Yep. But, yeah, they would, you would walk around. They would crinkle when you would walk. And then the worst was when, like, you would ask your friend to let me let me put your mask on, and you'd put it on, and it was all, all slimy. Because, like, the inside was, like, white plastic, and yeah. their breath would all get in there. It was all, like, slimy and stinky, and you'd, like, give it right back to them because it was gross. Because they'd always stick their tongue through that little slot, too. So the whole inside of the mask was full of, like, slime and spit and breath. It was just gross. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Um, it wasn't something you wanted to share. It was pretty gross. But another one that always kind of stuck out to me was... Um, uh, the, like a vampire suit because those were always really easy all you needed really to have was like a white shirt and you know some sort of black cape or something and uh, you know the face paint with the with the blood capsules and slick your hair back with uh, you know my grandpa's uh, you know hair what do you go palmade or whatever you know what I mean like something and uh, yeah. slick my hair back so um, yeah that, I mean th those were probably the I think for sure, especially during the 80s, was pretty much the staple. And then um, one year I did uh, make kind of like a homemade ninja costume. I, I was able to get uh, like a black robe. I borrowed it from somebody or something. You know, I don't know. It was small and I don't know. I had some black pants and I kind of tucked it in. I had the rope and and I, I fashioned some sort of mast and um, I made some of the, the little... Chinese throwing stars or shurikens or whatever you call them, you know those little. And I made those out of paper. They they used to uh, we used to make them in class and throw them at oh, each other. Yeah. But yeah, oh, so I yeah. had a I few of those. those. Yeah, so um, so yeah, it was cool, man. I mean, it was it was always fun, uh, and it was always neat to you know when you're out there and you see other people and see their costumes and and it's just kind of you know I don't know, man. There's just something that being at that age going around and you know it always kind of reminds me of the scene in et or, or movies when they they replicate that or even you know even like recently with stranger things you know you you see the people walking around with the various costumes and you know some of them are homemade some of them are store-bought and you know it's just yeah. that feel that it's just you know man like it really it really gets me every time this time of year especially taking out my children now my children get to the age where you know i wouldn't take them out well i mean some of them they don't trick-or-treat no more but you know my youngest <laughs> probably still would but um you know she she probably doesn't want dad tagging along yeah i think i was a a, a vampire quite a few times as well like you mentioned with the I just would grip, get my mom's mascara and just kind of put some, like, you know, stuff around my eyes and I would maybe draw a goatee on myself or something and just get some little red, maybe some lipstick and put it in the corners of my mouth. 
I never had those blood capsules. I know um, a lot of a lot of kids got those. I don't think my parents would let me have those. Maybe they thought they were poisonous or something, but I never remember having those. And they probably were poisonous. They probably gave me brain damage. <laughs> I don't know, but I definitely used them a lot. And actually, you know, I don't want to go backwards, but those masks were called Don Post masks, and I just sorry, oh. it just came back to me. They were really cool gotcha. masks. Anyways, but yeah, the blood capsules. It was weird because they had a weird flavor to them, and. Uh, they were kind of gritty too, so it was a Ew. it was weird. Yeah, I had a little bit of grit to them, at least the ones I remember. Um, so what did you what did you bite them and just let it leak out of your mouth? Is that yeah, what you, you did? just kind of bit them and yeah, I mean you and it, I might be remembering this wrong, but I'm pretty sure I remember or I think I remember some of the first ones I got. I remember saying like, "Do not ingest." I was like, "Wow, that's like um, you guys are really <laughs> taking a risk here, man!" <laughs> like a kid not ingesting. Of course, you're gonna swallow some of it, but think I don't know if I did or not. But I just remember it just um, not really liking it, but it was cool because you know it would drip down your face. You look like yeah, the, and you know it was also one of those things. Of course, you know also with the vampire teeth. That kind of became one of those toys later on. Like, you know, you kept your vampire teeth, you know, and you'd take it to those, school yeah. and get in trouble or whatever. You know, you'd have them in and be disruptive in class, or I would anyway. And, and like, the blood capsules was kind of a funny prank. Um, you know, I remember a, a kid in class uh, claiming that his mouth was bleeding and he had the teacher fooled and he had bit into some blood <laughs> capsules. So, you know, it was just it's just kind of one of those things that were fun. You know what I mean? It was just it's just fun, and I'm I think they still have that stuff. But but man, you know, I feel cheated. You know, go to the Halloween store now, you can get like a like a big container of fake blood. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, dude, where yeah, was all this, yeah. man? You can drip yeah. it down your clothes, and I was like, man, they have that, man. You had to like have your mom or your grandma like whip up some, you know, food coloring or something to get something that like that kind of amount. Like they this like syrup, it looks awesome. Well, heck, look at the decorations now. All we had back in the day was some cotton that we would pull apart and pretend it was spider web. Right. And that's about it. Now you go to the you know Home Depot or something, they got these like eight-foot-tall mechanized like monsters that are talking to you and moving around and stuff. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, at, at, at Home Depot, they have this giant skeleton that is, I think it's, I don't know, it's got to be eight to ten feet tall. It's huge, and it's 300 bucks. And I'm telling you, man, I was so tempted to buy that damn thing. I don't know how I would have got it home. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what I would have did if I had to bring it in parts. But that thing was so cool. And it just looked awesome. And, uh, you know, that's the thing I really like about Halloween as far as the the decorations. Because uh, another thing would be, like, the scary houses. I mean, did you ever go to any of those? You know, sometimes somebody in a the neighborhood, they would design something in their backyard. Or you'd go to a church and maybe they would have, like, a haunted house or, um, like, a corn maze or something locally. Did you ever have anything like that? Yeah, but I didn't experience those until I was probably a teenager. I never remember that. As a kid. However, we did have a old, like, it wasn't abandoned, but there was this old house in my neighborhood that everybody swore was haunted. And <laughs> realistically, it was just two old people that lived there who couldn't take care of it. But the whole thing was overgrown with, like, ivy, and you could barely see the house. It was, like, overgrown with, like, these decrepit trees. So every Halloween, we would dare each other to go up and, and knock on the door for trick-or-treat. Um, so that was kind of like a staple of the neighborhood, this really kind of creepy, decrepit house that we always called the haunted house. But, no, we never had any kind of... Um, like you're talking about, like a, a organized haunted house or whatever. Um, until I, I remember those when I was, you know, a little bit older, but not when I was a kid. 
Yeah, they had, you know, I didn't get to go to them very often when I was uh, young, but, um, or, you know, like, let's say under 15 or under 14 kind of thing. And definitely in my teenage years, uh, we would, we would go to some of the, there's some, there are some really upscale ones in, in Fresno and the various areas. My dad did take us to one when I was about, I don't know, maybe 11 or 12 and guy comes, you know, greets you with a chainsaw and they're chasing you. And I mean, this is crazy. (laughs) And I remember even as a kid thinking like, like, I don't know, it, it wasn't that scary to me because I knew they were just actors and stuff, but I really enjoyed the the production value and how, you know, like they really were elaborate and everything. It's like, man, this yeah. is really neat. All right. So let's go into the trick or treating. Now, did you have any specific strategies when you went out trick or treating? Yeah, there was in my neighborhood, there were a couple of known spots where the quote unquote rich people <laughs> lived. Yeah. <And laughs> we all had that. Yeah, it's so you could universal. Go and you could get like a full size candy bar. And we would like pass somebody trick or treating. And like one of the just a random kid would say, oh, go over to that house over there. They're giving out full size Hershey bars. And we'd be like, no way. Yeah. And they would show us in the back, look, they're right here. And we'd be like, oh, and they, which house is it? And they would tell us which one it was. So yeah, there was always that. And there was, um, there was one house in particular. Uh, the Gonses who owned the funeral home in our in our neighborhood, and they were oh, you know dude. pretty well off because they owned a funeral home, and they would always give out the the uh, full size candy bars. But there was a risk because they were kind of on like a main road, and we weren't really allowed to go on the main road. <laughs> but our parents right. weren't there, so who who knew, right? So we would right. take our chances <laughs> to go out on the main road where this house was. It would always get those full size candy bars, so that was kind of cool. Breaking the rules, man. Yeah, well, yeah, it was Halloween. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. It's the time to do it. Um, so there was uh, one particular year. I think I was about maybe, I don't know, 10 or 11, maybe not, you know, in that range. And um, my my parents were, uh, for that year, I guess they were invited to a, a, you know, a Halloween party of other adults. And there was this one adult who became like our designated driver. And it was only a few kids. It was me and maybe I think two other boys. So this guy was like, listen, I'll take you around. We'll go to the rich neighborhood, right? So um, in Fresno, there is this area called Woodward Park. Okay, there's a big park in North Fresno. And there's a lot of well-to-do houses, even to this day. It's 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 easily a affluential part of town, right? And um, so we go there, and yeah, we killed it. So we get back, and you know, like, well, first off, when I showed up, I just had like a regular bag, and they're looking at me like I'm insane. Like, what are you doing with that? And I'm like, well, I don't know. What do you got? And like, they had like garbage bags, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, you know, not not like the 33 gallon, but like you know, like the you know, like the white ones that'll go in your grandma or your mom's garbage can in the kitchen. You know, the, the smaller ones. Right. And I'm like, oh, and like here we got you one. So I'm thinking, whoa, okay, that's that's smart because. You know, up until that point, it was kind of like, you know, I don't know, you go on trick-or-treating, if your bag's full, come home, and, and it was never quite full, but, man, these kids were pros. So, we go through the neighborhood, right? I mean, it's a pretty big neighborhood, but we'd get to the block, we'd jump in their van, like, their, I don't know if it was their uncle or something, but he had, like, basically an old 70s van with the slide door. And we'd jump in, he drove around the block, went to the next side, went through, we just went through all these things. So, I thought we were done. And he goes, all right, boys, well, switch up your costumes. And I'm like, what? And so we, like, mismatch our costumes, right? Like, I one guy <laughs> had the one thing. And then so we kind of – and we went right back through them again. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I was like, hey, man, I mean, these guys are cool. I didn't know. I mean, they were a little older. 
they had all funny. the techniques down so we went right back through it again and uh it was funny though there was the one lady who was like didn't you boys already come and like <laughs> no you know and she's like okay you know here you go and That's then funny. another random thing that comes to mind thinking about that is uh, you ever go up to the house and like you know so some people are kind of bothered by it, right? You knock on the door and it takes them a while and they just stick the bowl out. You could tell they're kind of annoyed. Yeah. And then there's others who, you know, they're they're trying to scare you. They have a costume on or they got music playing. Uh-huh. So they're the ones who are really into it. And then, you know, some people obviously just don't even have their light on. They're just like, no lights on. Don't bother me. But then you had the ones that I was like, you know, they wanted to be into it, but they were just like, I don't know if the game was on or what was going on, but they had what I always referred to as the honor bowl. Yep. <laughs> well, they'd yeah. stick the bowl out there, and there'd be a little note there that says "Take one." <laughs> and then I was like, "Man, like you got like you have almond joy, or you you have Reese's, or something." You know what I mean? Yeah, like, how many times uh, did you come up to the honor bowl when it was empty? You know? Oh yeah. <laughs> or you know, the people in front of you are just grabbing handful because they're kids. You know, right, I was a kid. Right. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't grab one. I grabbed like five. You know, I just <laughs> grabbed a handful and threw it in my bag and hope they didn't notice. But. Yeah, I guess I didn't have any honor, so I took more than one. <laughs> yeah, there were several honorable uh, situations in my neighborhood. But I, from what I remember, they were pretty respectful, I guess, for the most part. But, yeah, I think I've stumbled upon pretty early on in the night some empty honor bowls, you know, yeah. for sure. <laughs> it's bound to well, happen. Well, I, I always suspected there would be the bowls where they just poured the whole thing in the bag. And then I also suspected that the people inside truly didn't care. They just wanted it to be yeah, done. Right. <laughs> so I don't know, but... Anyways, well, speaking of candy, how about your top three favorite candies to get for Halloween? I got five pieces of candy. I got a chocolate bar. I got a quarter. Well, I always loved, I did always love candy corns. Um, okay. You know, the, the Brocks, you know. Yeah, and I then know exactly had, what you're talking about. They had the, uh, the pumpkin version with the little greens, you know, top part. But I never, mm-hmm. I never thought they tasted as good. I don't know if it was just no, like no. Out of the candy corn, I'm more of a traditional, the basic candy corn. The what was that? Yellow and orange, right? Yellow, Something orange, like and white. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so I, I I didn't know if that was some kind of placebo effect kind of thing where it was just a mind trick because I would assume it was the same exact. It's probably the same mix, but right? I just never. Maybe it was because they were so big and you like you know you put the whole thing in your mouth and it was just too much to chew maybe. on. And maybe just the smaller pieces just kind of felt better in your mouth or something. But I never liked the pumpkin version. But candy corns is up there on my favorite. Um, I always liked uh, Snickers bars, those little mini Snickers bars. Right. Yeah, of course. Snickers is awesome. Uh, of course, you had those pixie sticks where you just you'd bite the end off and just pour the sugar in your mouth. So okay. that, <laughs> and so that was three. But I'll, I'll go ahead and throw That's in three. the... Uh, go ahead, throw in one the, more. The Why pop not? rocks. I always like those pop rocks. Yeah. yeah, you know what? It was a special occasion when you got the pop rocks, at least in my area. I don't remember getting them too often, but anytime you did, it felt like you got more than the the typical candy. You know what I mean? Yeah, because it's, that was something... It's you, interactive. Like, yeah. <laughs> here we go. Pop rocks. Mm, I got a lot in there. I see what happened here. and that was something too like my parents would never i would never buy that stuff or my parents would never buy that kind of candy every once in a while they would buy candy but if they did it was the more common stuff like tootsie rolls or lollipops or maybe some candy bars 
but you didn't get pop rocks or pixie sticks unless it was like Halloween or something, or somebody gave them to you. So they were kind of special. Well, I'll think that the, you know, the three that always come to mind to me is, I mean, number one was like the Reese's peanut butter cups. Like those were always oh, the yeah. first ones to go. Like at least when I started like separate, you know, because that, that's the thing, right? You get home, you dump out your candy, you start segregating it a little bit. You got, you know, your 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 cheaper can the candies you don't want. You got the the upper echelon over here. You kind of <laughs> have your little ranking order, right? But uh, Reese's was was always in my top. Um, Snickers was definitely number two, or at least a one B situation. I always preferred the Snickers over. And then the other one I always liked was Heath. My grandmother got me stuck on Heath and Score, even though like the scores they those would never be given out. They didn't make a mini score or whatever, but they did make those little mini Heath. So I always really liked those. Um, so that would have been my top three. Even though I mean everything you listed, I was all you know. I I dug them all. What I had a teacher the, that actually would give us candy corn all the time. What's that? What is the Heath bar? I I know. I you know, like the that. like the toffee. It's a toffee uh, bar with okay. chocolate coating on it. Gotcha. It's just gotcha. you know, it's just they're like rectangles. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I, I there were so many. I mean, I, I always liked the, the filler stuff too, like like the M and M's and Tootsie Rolls. Well, of course, and, right. I mean, heck, if you want to give an honorable mention, it would be like Snicker. I mean, uh, Skittles. I oh, always yeah, loved yeah, that, especially yeah. as a kid. Man, Skittles was was awesome, uh, and and Reese's Pieces. That was another one. You know what? Frankly, if I'm being truthful, if there was Reese's Pieces, it would have took it would have been above the Reese's uh, cups, but they just weren't as common back then because I don't think they had the fun size back then. You would just have to get lucky and it would have been someone giving out a full size. But what about your least favorite? What was the stuff? Give me three things that you hated getting. Probably like I used to get pretzels and stuff like that sometimes, which I hated. Okay. I never wanted pretzels. Yeah. I wanted, you know, candy. No. Who wants pretzels? <laughs> You're not at a bar? Come on. And then so inevitably somebody would throw in like a little pack of crayons or like those little spider right. rings and they would just chuck those aside. You know, what am I going to do with that sure. stuff? You know? <laughs> yeah, if you were really little, the spider ring was cool, but yeah, yeah but it's, it was kind of As far lame. as candy, I never liked any kind of candy with coconut, like the Almond Joy, is it? The, really? What's the car? What's the, what's the candy bar? Yeah, with there's, coconut? there's. Almond Joy and Mounds. I don't think I liked either Almond one. Almond Joy has nuts, Mounds don't. You don't remember the commercial? Yeah, yeah, Come yeah, on. yeah. Sometimes you feel like a nut, sometimes you don't. Sometimes you feel like a nut, sometimes you don't. Almond Joy got nuts, Mounds don't. Almond Joy's got bitch nut chocolate. Well, I never really partook in those candies, so I, I forgot what the, which one had nuts and which one didn't. But I never liked any kind of candy with coconut in it. Um, I love like, coconut. Like sometimes they would have like those popcorn balls. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Yeah. I never liked those I do, either. Because that's actually well, I'll take it differently. Because popcorn. Okay, I'll give you my three. Candy. Gee, I got a candy bar. Boy, I got big cookies. Hey, I got a package of gum. I got it wrong. Number one, I always hated when you would have the jerk who gave you a toothbrush. Oh, I never got a toothbrush. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. There was really? always some tree hugger something who were like, <laughs> they're going to rot your teeth. Here's here's a toothbrush. It's oh, like, my gosh. Listen, I don't care if you are the local dentist. We're, we're actually giving you job security right now, buddy. <laughs> right. So I'd get like a, like a random toothbrush. Um. The popcorn balls, I hated those, but even more so, I hated it. Like, every now and then, you would get, like, some homemade crap. Like, basically, they just popped some popcorn and stuck it in a bag. And I'm uh, like, dude. Yeah, that's and then, weird. 
And then how about like pennies? You ever get that? I think so. Yeah, and it's like, listen, back in the day, a penny could actually buy you something. Not a penny, but maybe two pennies, three pennies. You could actually buy a cheap candy at the store with yeah, that. Yeah. But I don't want your nasty pennies, dude. Give me a dollar. You know what I mean? You want to start kicking down some cash, break out the green, man. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, no, I wasn't a fan of it. And you know, the, all right, and I have one more, like, hate honor mention is those, um, I think they're made out of marshmallow or they're made out of some some sort of textured marshmallow texture thing. And they're like those peanuts. They oh, look like giant yeah. peanuts. You know Ooh, what I'm talking yeah. about? They're gross. I hated those things. They're like orange, right? Yeah, orange yeah. or something. Orange or yellow, something like that. They I hated those They were disgusting, things. yeah. Yeah, that was that was an instant garbage can for oh, me. Yeah. I mean, there was some candy like, you know, like Tootsie Rolls. I didn't care about the Tootsie Rolls, but I wouldn't throw them out. Like, they would be like, okay, now I'm at the bottom of the bag. I've <laughs> eaten all the good stuff. I got, like, some Tootsie Rolls. You know, I like Tootsie Pops and stuff like that. But, yeah. um, Trick or treat. I got a popcorn ball. I got a fudge ball. I got a pack of gum. I got a rock. You had any urban legends in your area? Yeah, there was always obviously the uh, the famous or infamous razor blades in the apple, but I don't ever remember getting any apples anyway. So I wasn't, I guess it wasn't too much of a concern because <laughs> I, never, right. I never got any apples in my. It's like, Halloween mom, I got bed. this apple. It's got this big hole in it. You okay <laughs> <Right>. to eat it? <laughs> like I but, didn't um, understand that. So either. there was always that. That was kind of big. Uh, I guess it, it, I don't know what year, but it was sometime in the '80s where that was a big concern. And the other thing was, I was never allowed to put on those little tattoos you would get, where you'd put like a, a thing on your arm and then take a hot rag and rub it on your arm, and then you would have like a, a tattoo, a temporary tattoo, because there was a, a rumor that there was LSD in them, and you would get high or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know where that came from, if that was ever true, but I was not allowed to, to use those little tattoos. Yeah, you know, when you had said that tattoo... I, I I faintly remember I actually didn't remember it until you said it, but the more I thought about it, I was like, Yeah, I do remember something like that. I also remember them talking about injecting drugs into candy. So they could they would inject it with uh, you know, heroin or cocaine or whatever. <laughs> Which to me, as an adult, I thought how ludicrous. Who's giving up their expensive heroin? This stuff ain't cheap. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. what are you talking about? Nobody's giving you Five dollars worth of heroin. They're not gonna do it. A heroin junkie wants all their heroin, so that wasn't gonna happen. But um, the razor blade one was the biggest one. So much so, okay, that it, and it wasn't even just in apples. There was also like it. It goes beyond just the. I mean, the apple was the big one, but um, I also had heard that they were putting it in in candy and stuff like that. Um, our local hospital. We had a cho- Well, we still do, but. Um, it was a little more local now. Now they moved to a bigger facility, but it used to kind of be in the middle of the city, uh, Valley Children's Hospital. And if you, if your parents, and I can't believe they did this because it's not like the stuff is cheap. I can't imagine how many people did it. But if you brought your candy down there, they would X-ray it. Oh my god! To see if there was any foreign objects in it. I never remember hearing anything like they found anything, but I that was something I used to see like on the news breaks or whatever, like. You know, hey, parents, you know, Valley Children's is x-raying the candy if you want to bring him down there. And, you know, as far as, like, the candy inspection, that was another, you know, tradition, right? My parents didn't inspect my candy. If they were inspecting it, they were looking for stuff to eat. <laughs> I never had that either. My so. parents never looked through my candy. It was, I think it was just something you heard about kind of, you know, out there. But my parents didn't seem very concerned. They never were, like, 
you know, tell me to be careful or looking through my candy. That never happened. But, you know, that that was certainly out there, though. I mean, I heard those rumors, and I think there was, like, news, you know, news alerts about it and stuff well, like okay. that. Well, okay. All right. So I, I have a little research with the... Uh, and it was not even intentional research because I didn't actually even Google it. But, um, you know, during this time of year, I always watch movies. And, and I know we're going to talk about this a little later, but I will just focus on one specific scene in Halloween 2. Um, that movie focused around a hospital. But there was kind of like this little throwaway scene that, you know, just and it had nothing to do with any of the main characters or anything like that. But there was a little kid and his mother. She, his mother was taking him to the hospital. And he was crying, and he had a razor blade in his mouth. And I always wondered, after seeing that as an adult, I wondered if that's where that legend came from, or if the movie was playing on that legend. Ah. What year did that movie come out? Halloween 2. Halloween 2 came out in 1981. So... Oh, yeah. I don't ever really remember hearing about that. I don't either. Like, I mean, that would have probably been around the time I had heard about that. So I always wondered if that's where it came from. And, you know, what's so funny, too, is... um, as the scene plays out, you know, like you see them later on when they're leaving and like the mom's just like, oh, honey, we'll just go home. Like, it's like I would have been mortified. I've been like, where's the police? You know what I mean? Like, right. they, it's like not even a crime had happened. Like, oh, she's bitten a razor blade. Take him to the hospital. Have him fix his kid's mouth real quick. Let's just go home. It was <laughs> yeah. all wrapped up in like 15, 20 minutes. It's like, what? That's like, interesting. I wonder I wonder if that spawned that that uh, urban legend that was, you know, from I, that movie. I, I feel like it did, but maybe... You know, being that early in 81, that certainly could have been. Yeah. Could have been its origin, Yeah, for sure. it was 1981. And, I mean, if you think about it, they were probably filming in 1980. Right. You know, or maybe even, maybe even in 79, right after... Because, you know, the original Halloween came out in 78, became you know, a pretty big hit. So they probably started filming in probably 79, early 1980s. So, I think you're I mean, on something, Chris. I think you're, I think you need to, uh, solidify this, uh, this find that you have here. <laughs> I, I feel like that's this. where it came from. Yeah. I don't know, man, but yeah, the old razor blade in the apple. Wow. I think it came from that movie. I don't that's know. crazy. So preceding Halloween, the, the hype was always built with all the specials that would come on the network televisions. Um, I guess most notably, you had some of the like cartoon specials that would come on, and they would have them on prime time, if I'm not mistaken, like in the evening. Yes, um, for sure, eight o'clock hour. Yeah, so most notably, you have uh, the Charlie Brown, of course, uh, the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown special, yep. which was uh, something that we would watch every year. Um, that I think, without fail, would come on every single Hall- Halloween season. I'm not sure how many days before Halloween or if they actually aired it on Halloween night, but it was probably like the ho- the day before Halloween, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. I, I, I would always feel like it might have been the day before Halloween because yeah. I figured they would just, they would try to hype you up because they figured the night of Halloween you were, weren't going to be watching it, maybe. Yeah. And then the only other cartoon I remember liking as a kid, uh, Halloween special, was the Garfield one. Do you remember that one? It's a night of spooky surprises oh, Halloween. for America's favorite fat cat. Don't bat your eyes. Garfield's Halloween adventure will have you shaking in your boots Monday. Well, you know what? I remember watching it. I can't say I remember a lot about it, but I definitely remember watching it because during that time, if there was a cartoon on, especially in prime time, like I was trying to get the TV channel turned to it, you know, because it wasn't like now we're I, I mean, Heck, even like the ni- late 90s, early 2000s, you had Cartoon Network becoming a thing. Like, we didn't have no Cartoon Network. We saw cartoons on Saturday and after school and maybe if you got up early before school. But 
to see it at nighttime was yeah was definitely a treat and it wasn't something that was normal and you had to catch a promo for it no no to tune in at a certain time and you had you had to catch it in real time but yeah the garfield one i i don't remember too much about it either i do remember liking it and i if i'm not mistaken there was something about like a pirate ghost or something maybe i'll have to look into that but i do remember liking that that uh, halloween special a lot but then you know aside from those two you had you know, all the sitcoms would do their Halloween episode. Next, it's a spooky special Halloween. It's coming. We are going to die. When Vinny makes a slasher film. Kill the zombies. Starring Doogie Hauser MD. Then who are you going to call? There is a presence in this building. A Ghostbuster. It's dark. It's angry. What the hell's going on out here? Married people, a spooky special Halloween tonight. So those are always fun to watch too, like you know, Growing Pains or right. I think uh, Roseanne always had a Halloween episode. Well, to to me, Roseanne, I really felt like took it to the next level. It you could see that it, you know, there was one thing about the especially the earlier episodes of Roseanne. You can really see that there was a lot of joy within the actors themselves because you could see them holding back laughter at times yeah, yeah. um they it, they i think they really did enjoy acting together i really i think they really enjoyed the success of the show and um the halloween episodes was an annual event i mean every single season you knew i mean i guess it's kind of like the simpsons right yeah, i mean there's yeah. a treehouse of horrors every year yep. and uh roseanne was no different in that regard she had a, a halloween episode every year it would be kind of exciting to see what costumes her and dan were going to wear or even the kids for that matter um so a lot of times there would be a prank on the show um something you know something like that um yeah, one that stuck out to me was uh, Roseanne was dressed up. I don't remember the plot of the show, but I just remember at the end she was in the uh, Statue of Liberty outfit. Do you remember that one? I, yep, I do remember that And she that held one. up her torch at the very end and, and caused the sprinklers to go off and yeah. ruin the party. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. Roseanne was so ornery. That was good. That one stood out to me. But yeah, all, all those sitcoms had those Halloween specials. They were always so fun to watch. I think any sitcom that was on that year, yeah, it didn't matter. Yeah, episode. it really didn't matter. And that's that's actually the one thing that's kind of cool about, um, you know, like it, you didn't really have Fourth of July episodes because that's usually when shows were in hiatus. But you always had yeah. a Halloween episode. You always had a Thanksgiving type episode, yep. and you always had a Christmas type episode because usually that was the last episode of the year before they went into hiatus for a few weeks until exactly until sweeps the next year or whatever so what about movies do you have any uh movies that you remember watching specifically when you were a kid well, like every halloween or ones that stand out okay now as a kid kid like uh well it depends on what you're considering a kid now if you're talking like under 10 I I was not really going into the horror movie stuff. I'm I'm gonna stick with the horror movie stuff. But pretty much in the early teens and on, every year I would watch Halloween because they always showed it. You know, like um, yeah. Well, like the first time I watched it, I think I was like nine or ten. I watched it with my parents. We watched Halloween, and then the next year Halloween Two was on there. And actually, when they were filming Halloween Two. They actually did some reshoots for Halloween One because they were they were um, preparing Halloween One for the broadcast release, 
So they right. they uh, reconned it a little bit and added some scenes because uh, you know spoiler alert on this movie that's forty years old or whatever. Uh, in <laughs> Halloween too, it was revealed during that particular timeline because now it's been retconned. But during that timeline, it was revealed that Michael Myers and um, Lori were si- were brother and sister. They were siblings. So um, they actually went back and filmed some scenes and added it to the TV version, uh, which is kind of a pricey VHS tape if you happen to come across it, if you find the, the, the TV version of Halloween on the, the early VHS copies. It's pretty cool. But Really? Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. It's about a $100 bill if you find it. Uh, even maybe a little more to be honest, but you won't know it until you play it. That's the weird thing. They, it, it actually wow. didn't say it on the. It was a, uh, for my the research I've done. You know, because I, you know, full disclosure. Anybody listening don't know I collect uh, horror VHS, and um, it was kind of a mix up. They weren't supposed to put that version of the movie on the the copy that they sold. So if you find it, it's kind of like a, you know, you it's a little lottery ticket you found there. If you want to sell it, if you want to keep it, it's a really cool collectible piece. But Halloween and Halloween 2 were pretty much staples because, uh, I don't know, where I'm at, it was something that was shown every year. Leading up to Halloween, you know, they would always show the Halloween movies. They would always show the Friday the 13th movies. They would always show the monster movies. But the ones that really stick out to me that, and even to this day, I always try to work them in every year, is uh, the original Halloween 1 and 2, um, Poltergeist, which... Up until this day, it's still the best ghost movie. Like, tell me one that's better. You know what I mean? There's some other good ones out there. Don't get me wrong, but the original Poltergeist is still on the top <laughs> of the list. And uh, The Exorcist. So even though the last two don't really have anything to do with Halloween, it you know, they're scary movies. So it's just kind of something that I, I like to watch this time of year. But what about you? What, what do you got? Definitely Halloween uh, stands out for sure because, like you said, they played that every year. So just hearing that opening theme music with that pumpkin uh, is synonymous with Halloween time for me, yeah. for sure. So, for sure. I, yeah, I always liked that movie a lot and would watch that pretty much every year when they played it. And uh, another one that stands out is um, Young Frankenstein. I used to, I'm not sure, I, I'm assuming they must have played that during, uh, you know, this time of year as well. Because I, I seem like I remember watching that a lot as a kid, and that's just such a, that's a that's a that's a whole separate podcast on its own. That's such a great movie, right? But just the the, the set pieces and the aesthetic. I know it's a comedy, but it's just a great. Well, it just, I, it just nails that theme perfectly. I think one of what episode we'll have to do at some point. Now I don't know if they called it the same thing where you were at in your region, but they would show all the classic horror movies uh, typically on a Saturday afternoon. They wouldn't show them all in one day, but they had this thing called Creature Feature. Oh yeah, and yeah. they would have a you know it'd be creature feature. This week we're showing the original Dracula, or this week we're showing, you know, Bride of Frankenstein or whatever. But that might be where you saw some of it as well. If, if yeah, you had that yeah. in, in your area. Another one that stands out is at some point in my childhood, somehow I caught the Reanimator uh, during Halloween because I remember vividly being in my basement. And all these movies, again, these are all movies that I watched on regular television, all edited. Um, so I never saw any of these movies, the real version of them, right. until you know much later in life. But I remember that Reanimator freaked me out. That is such a cool movie, and we'll we'll probably talk about that a little bit later here. But the Reanimator is is like a B horror movie. If you guys haven't seen it, you got to check it out. 
it's it's funny. It's like the quintessential B movie. It just hits all the notes. It's got great acting. It's funny. It's it's weird. It's gruesome. It's just a really fun movie to watch, uh, especially during the Halloween season. And I saw that as a kid, and it really creeped me out, especially a couple of the scenes in particular. Uh, the cat scene. Are you familiar with this movie at all, Chris? Yeah. Uh, well, it's in my collection, buddy. Oh, okay. For sure. It, it, it's not an easy tape to track down, but if I find an extra copy, I'll send it your way. Oh, yeah. It's 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 a, it's a <laughs> yeah. must. It's, it's great. No. It's a great movie. Yeah. I, it's it's one of my favorites. And there's seeing that as a kid, man, It's it can really creep you out <laughs> for sure. But uh, that one stands out for sure. And like you said, Poltergeist, I don't think, I don't have any kind of memories that are attached to that as far as Halloween goes. But um, that is definitely up there as a movie that freaked me out as a kid and really scared me, especially the scene where the guy rips his face off. I have have a vivid memory as a child. Uh, We never had cable, um, but I was over at my cousin's house um, and they had it on HBO. And that scene was on, and I probably ran out of the room terrified, probably crying. It really freaked me out. And that I have a vivid memory of that that moment, <laughs> seeing that scene and kind of, uh, I guess, traumatizing me. But that definitely is up there on one of the great scary movies. But I don't have any, like I said, any attachment to that movie as far as watching it during Halloween or anything. But really, mostly, like I said, really the Halloween franchise, the reanimator, Young Frankenstein. Those are the ones that really stand out to me in my head as movies that I remember watching during Halloween. Okay, since we're on the topic of movies, and I know I kind of did this last week, and I'm I'm not going to do a Mount Rushmore every episode. (laughs) Well, I say last week, last episode. Um, What is your your uh, 70s 80s i'm saying anything that's not like the classic villain not the not the vamp not the dracula not that stuff not the classic horror but the more modern horror uh give me your mount rushmore of um okay villains. okay right off the top of my head i'd have to say you got to put freddy krueger on there you got to have jason Voorhees on there uh michael myers i think <sighs> this fourth one I'm tempted to say the thing, but I don't know. There's no iconic character. Like, what are you going to do? Put like a like Kurt Russell up there with his big bushy beard? I mean, yeah, <laughs> I know. And, you know, because the thing is such a great movie. But I mean, the one fit. the one form of the thing that sticks out would be like the head. You know, like yeah, that one yeah. head that pops off that's kind of dangling around. That might be the the face of it, but I do know what you're saying because that that's kind of a different thing. So hold off on the thing because I know where you're going with the thing. Yeah, and that just I, we got to have a, a more iconic uh, yeah fourth because my top three I, I already did the same three. To me, the fourth one was kind of the hard one. Um, I initially was leaning towards Leatherface, right? Yeah, and. The thing about Leatherface is, as strong as the movie is, especially for horror fans, I don't know how iconic the face is. Right, right, You know what I right. mean? Like, so I, I was thinking, like, in amongst horror fans, I think it's easily Leatherface. Just because it's, you know, just the impact that movie had on the horror scene at the time. Yeah. All the imitators that kind of came on behind it. You know, because Michael Myers became the slasher imitator, whereas... Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre had its own set of imitators, but I don't really think he's as strong, and I'm trying to keep his 70s, 80s, but really, it's strange to me because the face that kind of sticks out to me, uh, you know, I don't want to throw Chucky in there because I don't think it's as strong either, but I'm going with the screen 
the Scream guy, Ghostface. Oh. I'm going to say he's the... I'm saying that first movie of Scream is so strong, and even the first sequel, I feel like, is really good. I'm going to think... Uh, I'm going to... That face is pretty iconic, that mask. So my fourth one is going to be Ghostface. That's, that's not going to be me. No, no. no. I, I never, li- never no, like Scream. No, I, I got yeah. you. Um, again, I, okay. want, I want the thing on there so bad, but I, I can't see Kurt Russell's head up there with the, with the other three. It just doesn't fit. Well, but there's no verification that Kurt Russell was ever infected, so well, we can't he's put kind Kurt of the most, Russell up Yeah, there. yeah. Now, plus, you know, he's the iconic figure yeah, from the movie, but, but... it's not going to work. Plus, that 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 beard would just be too hard to chisel out. That that wouldn't be right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you could put the dog up there. The dog was what yeah, brought the dog's it. Yeah, dog's face. But um, and so I'm thinking also, uh, for me, uh, Pinhead kind of you know Hellraiser. Yeah, and you know what? That's a, that's another one that I had went back and forth with. Uh, and you know what? Frankly, they made so many of those pinhead movies because uh, there's this little thing that you have to do if you want to keep uh, rights to movies. You have to keep making them yeah, every so many yeah. years. So there's like so many bad Hellraiser um, sequels that I've never even watched because yeah, so they're just... I heard they're just trying. I'm tempted but, um, to put Pinhead up there, but I'm not. Well, go ahead. Well, man. no, that you know that, what? You can always change it in a future. That would be really hard to chisel out too. All those little pins. I'm very concerned for this chisel guy. I don't know why. But, <laughs> hey, but you're not chiseling though. You don't have to do the work. Don't worry about it. They, this guy's a professional. Well, he knows what he's doing. You know, doing. that's a missed opportunity right there for a, a horror '80s franchise. Is a guy going around killing people with a hammer and chisel? <laughs> the, ch- right. the chiseler the chiseler <laughs> there you go hey maybe we can work let's work on a script we'll get a hold of curtis and <laughs> <laughs> not a very efficient way to murder people but a good well-placed whack with that with that hammer and chisel on the skull could do the trick maybe i'll put the chiseler up there but um no i don't know i mean um gosh I, I, like you said chucky I never really liked that series or watched it too much, so I really don't feel right putting him up there. I mean, he would be, if I did an honorable mention one, Chucky would be on there. If I did, like, the second, you know, not the Mount Rushmore, but, like, the really crappy Rushmore, you know, the knockoff uh, mountain a couple blocks up, he would be on that one for sure. (laughs) Uh, He would. He would probably be my first choice for that mountain, but... uh, what else is there? I'm trying to think of 80s. Like, I mean, there's a, I could name off a bunch that... of horror villains from them, but well, yeah, name a couple. Help I me mean, out here. I just don't know if they stand out enough. Like, um, I like the Exorcist girl. Now, I, I, well, I, don't I mean, I guess, either. but even her, like, she, she was only in the two movies, and nobody even watched the second one. It's not really a franchise. You know I mean? It's yeah. not really a yeah. franchise. I mean, you know, she's very iconic. There's no dispute. Oh, then you that. got like Jack Nicholson. Like well, the- now, oh, you know what? How about this? Put the shark from Jaws up there. No, 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 no. I, I don't see Jaws as a horror. It I is mean, a horror is, movie. But it's no, not a Halloween. That's, that's summertime at the beach. I can't. No, that doesn't yeah, work Yeah, but me. it's a horror movie. <laughs> at this point, we're just talking horror. We're not talking Halloween horror. But okay, that's fine. It's your mountain. You do what you it want. It just doesn't go It just doesn't go with like Freddy, Jason, and, and, and uh, Michael Myers, you know? It doesn't, but I mean, I mean they Chucky could ride the shark. Jaws. They could use the shark as <laughs> <Yeah>. transportation. <laughs> um, you know what? I it, just for the sake of uh, getting on the this, se- I, and moving I'm, on to the next list, I'm just gonna say I'm gonna say Pinhead. You know what? Pinhead. Though? I no, I can't. No, because I never even just watched say, any of those say, movies. It doesn't matter. It it doesn't. It's a silly <laughs> list. All right, forget All right, it. Fine, We're, Pinhead. You're pinhead. locked in on Pinhead. That's it. You can't go back. All right, never. There, ever. there you go. 
We're never going to redo this again. This list is concrete. All right, next <laughs> next one. Now, now let's do the classic horror. Now we're talking about your your mummy, your Dracula, that era. You know, the early the classic horror. Give me your give me your Mount okay. Rushmore of that. I got to go with Dracula. Yes. Frankenstein. Right. The Wolfman. Yes. The fourth one's going to be hard again. Um, right. It, that, it, see, I did the exact same thing. Now, I will. I wanted to give you a hard time because I knew you were going to say Frankenstein, but it's really the Frankenstein's, Frankenstein's monster. Frankenstein's monster, yes. I well, know, I have I the know. movies, but I, it came to mind. It actually says Frankenstein versus the Wolfman. So at what point did they just acknowledge, like, they just succumb to public pressure and, like, fine, the monster's called Frankenstein. <laughs> so I don't know. I, yeah, I mean. Anyways, right, okay, Frankenstein, it doesn't matter. Wolfman, Va- Dracula, Frankenstein, those are my top three. What's your fourth? I got to go with the mummy. Because you know, and I, I yeah, the mummy, I, I, and I'm only going to go different because you took the mummy and I probably would have went the mummy too because it was the classic, it was the classic monster that made it into the cartoons as well. Like Scooby-Doo met Frankenstein, he met Dracula, he met the mummy. They were, it always make its way into other pop cultures. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, since you chose the mummy, uh, just to be different, I'm going to go with the the creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah, that would be that would be my next one as well. And then I'm going to be a little sneaky and I'm also going to say the invisible man's up there, but they don't have to chisel it. It's <laughs> <He's> just already <laughs> there. <laughs> so I'm going to sneak in five. I I win. But I mean, all, the only other ones there really are from what I can remember are like Jekyll and Hyde, right? Right. I don't know if they fall into that. I'd have I have to go look through my tapes. There is so many more I look at. I'm like, wow, this was part of that collection. But is I mean I guess universal? you can also go bright at, Yeah, I'm looking at the, I'm thinking universal. When I said classic, yeah. I'm actually was referring yeah. to universal. Yeah. I'm not quite sure if Jekyll and Hyde's universal, but it doesn't matter. It's all that era. Yeah. I think we'd lock down the list. We're good on that. Okay. Give me now this is gonna be hard because it, it was hard for me because you know OCD makes me fight on lists. But and again, we're just throwing out a list here. You can always change your mind later. But give me your top five horror movies. And it doesn't have to be Halloween related, just top five horror, since we're on the subject okay. of movies all in right. spooky season. I have to go my number one horror movie of all time is John Carpenter's The Thing. That is absolutely number one. That's, that, that's probably my top five movies of all time. I, that is one of my favorite movies ever. So that is absolute number one for me. Um, so from there, I'd have to say The Shining is going to be on my yeah. list. Um, I love Bram Stoker's Dracula. I you? like that one a lot, too. I, I actually think it's an underrated movie. I love that movie. It has I do too. some hiccups. I think most no, it's notably, not, it's not perfect. It's not perfect, but I like the movie. Yeah, I think I, I like Keanu Reeves, but he is a little wooden in that movie. So that's the one. But he's thing. a young actor. But yeah, I mean, it's yeah. it's it's a it's a fair criticism. But um, but aside from I think, him, I think the movie's good. But I was always a sucker for vampire movies. No yeah. pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's on there. So you got the thing, The Shining, Bram Stoker's Dracula. I gotta put the Reanimator on there. I just love okay. that movie. I know it's a B movie, but it's one of my favorites. It, does, it don't have to be A movies. Yeah. It's okay. And then this I think as my fifth, movie. fifth and final, I'd say Halloween, the original Halloween. Okay, well we have some overlap, and that's fine because 
I'm not gonna put these in an order of which one's favorite, which one's not. I'm just gonna I'm gonna read off my list. But out of the Elm Streets, you know, for me, an Elm Street has to be on there. But my favorite Nightmare on Elm Street is Part Three: The Dream Warriors. I feel like that's the perfect oh, Nightmare yeah. on Elm Street. I feel like it got the it got the it, it figured out everything they want to do. Where the first one was really good. It's excellent. It's that it's my number two favorite. But it was really good. But they really didn't have the Freddy character down. I don't think. He was yeah. he was there. I just don't think. I mean, it was. I guess you can make an argument that it was a more scary movie, but I don't care. It's not my favorite, and I don't think it's the best one. Part two was a major hiccup in the series. Some people like it for its campiness. Me, it's not. I, it, it, I put it down towards the bottom of the list of the Elm Street movies. But number three is when they got it right. The set designs were awesome. The kills were awesome. Freddy yeah. became funny, but he was also scary. He has the most iconic scenes in the entire franchise with the yep. Welcome to Prime Time. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's just it's just great. You know, they brought back Nancy. Um, it, it, I really feel like part one and part three are actually part one and part two. You know, part right. part two itself is its own thing. It's a side story that has nothing to do with it. Um, it's, it, it happens a lot. Even in video games, sometimes part two tries to steer away from the original formula because maybe they didn't have it quite as concrete. Kind of like with Zelda. The original Zelda had that top-down thing. They went to something different in Zelda 2, but then they went back to the original formula in 3, and that stayed the formula for a while. Kind of the same thing with the Elm Street. Um, his, his mythology, uh, you know... Kind of the way the dreams work, being hurt in the dream. Like, they really honed down the rules of the movie in part three. So, that might be my all-time favorite horror movie. But, a Halloween, I don't know, it's hard to beat. You know, it's it's so subtle as far as um, the kills. It's not super graphic. I mean, it, it's suspenseful. It does everything right. Michael Myers, that was truly the best Michael Myers movie. Everything after that, and I'm going to discuss it here at the end, but... Everything after that is not so good, but that one is definitely the best Michael Myers movie. It, it's great. the The soundtrack is awesome. Everything about it is awesome. Uh, that's that's way up there. Uh, the Shining. I know it's more a, you know, one might even argue it's kind of a suspense, but it's it's a horror movie. I mean, even look on the side of my VHS tape here. It says horror. It's a horror movie. Um, it's a great movie. Um, I know you don't think of it as a horror movie, I guess, but Jaws, I mean, that is one of the all-time great movies, period. And um, in the fact that that movie got better because of their production problems. Yeah. I mean, you don't even see the shark until like an hour and 20 minutes into the movie. I mean, at this point, it's all POV. You see a fin from time to time, but you don't actually see the actual shark until an hour and 20 minutes in. It's great. And they were having so much trouble yeah. with the shark. Uh, quick trivia. Do you know what they nicknamed the shark on set? I think I used to know this, but I can't think of it. <laughs> and they called him Bruce, which is weird. Bruce was such like a 70s name. You huh. had Bruce Banner. You had Bruce Wayne. You had Bruce the shark. It's so weird. I don't. I wonder where all this... I don't even know a Bruce. I've never even met a Bruce. But yeah, they referred to the shark as Bruce. I don't know if I knew. Um, why did they call him Bruce? They just called him Bruce. Oh, okay. I, I don't know why, but that's just what they called him. They had to give him a name. I His name isn't Jaws. No, I guess the name is... Someone had a thing for Bruce. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe there's something we don't know about. But anyway, the fact that Bruce kept malfunctioning 
yeah they had to kind of re rewrite the movie on the spot and they showed him a lot less which actually led to the drama so the first time you did see bruce it was shocking you know yeah. it was scary yep and with his dark eyes and his sharp teeth it was it was frightening how large the shark was and everything and then uh the last one i'm gonna put in this now you gotta bear with me because you might not think of this as a horror movie but the original Terminator is a slasher horror movie. And to me, that is an all-time horror movie. Yeah, you can fight yeah. Me, but it's a horror movie. <laughs> you can fight me on it. And uh, yes, it falls into science fiction, but that doesn't take it away from being a horror movie. No, I just recently watched that with my boys. And uh, gosh, it holds up great. I, it's a great movie. And you're right, it is. And But, you know, like for me... Like if if I was going to include in my brain, I guess works in a weird way. Um, those types of science fiction movies, um, Alien would be well, number. It number is a one. horror movie. I know, well, I know. But movie. my brain says it's more of a science fiction movie, so I could not put that in this list because it just doesn't. For me, it just doesn't fit. Even though I know it's a horror. But it's more well, science fiction to You're going to have to me. have Mrs. Duke schedule an appointment to have your brain checked. <laughs> because there's no dispute the original Alien is a horror movie. Now, Aliens oh, is not a, a horror kind of movie. movie. Right. Aliens is an action movie. But in You my might head, even call it action horror, but it's an action movie. Same thing with Terminator be. 2. Terminator 2 is not a horror movie. It's an action movie. Exactly. If I can do some self-analyzing, the reason very well may be is because I don't want to pick between The Thing and Alien as my favorite horror movie. Because I, I don't know if I could do that. So maybe, that, well, <laughs> maybe I that's mean, my brain's way of saying you don't have to pick Let me ask Duke. you this. What are the big differences as far as science fiction between The Thing and The Alien? Well, I guess for me, it's because Alien takes place in a spaceship in outer space. And I associate okay. that. I know that The Thing is from outer space, too. Right, and it's an alien. They find a spaceship at the beginning. I mean, but it's the whole the movie is on Earth in real time. So it just, I, my brain just says that Alien is. I know it's a horror movie, but it's a science fiction horror, and I have a separation there. I don't know why, but that's just the way. It's just the way it is. And again, it very well may be because I don't want to force myself to pick between Alien and the Thing because I don't know if I could do that. Because I, I love them so much equally. I don't know if I could pick a, a favorite out of those two. Well, Duke, you don't have to. We're going to okay, leave good. your list as it is. You're good. <laughs> don't worry about it. All right. Right. So last thing for me, okay? You know how you have, like, um, a movie, and then you have a sequel, and then they kind of, like, uh, do a reboot, or they decide to eliminate one of the sequels, and now this one becomes the new sequel? You know, that kind yeah. of thing? I don't know if you're aware of this, but it's, oh, it's, I am. it's a big thing in Hollywood. This is the most convoluted list, and I i mean, I, I imagine someone might have done a video on this. I've just never seen it. So, in 1978, you had the original Halloween, okay? Uh-huh. 1981, you had Halloween 2, which is the first Halloween sequel, okay? Now, I had mentioned earlier that they had reconned part one while filming part two to add in that extra scene showing that... You know, there was some flashback scene when Michael Myers was a little boy and another scene where um, Dr. Loomis saw he went to the school or something and there was sister written on the wall. I mean, it was it was it was very forgettable scenes. But so there is that. So still you got one, two. Now you got Season of the Witch, which is right. my, uh, Halloween part three, which has nothing to do with 
Halloween right. has nothing to do with Michael Myers. But interesting enough, in one of the scenes, actually, I think it was in a few scenes, but one particular comes to mind. In the background, there's a TV on, okay? And on that TV, it's advertising the showing of Halloween coming up sometime that week that they're going to show the movie Halloween, <laughs> the, the classic. So in Halloween 3, they're actually in our world. Right. You, you see what I'm saying? Right, right. They're in our world. It's real meta stuff. So that is the first Halloween 3. But in reality, it's not Halloween 3. It's its own thing. But right. it's labeled as Halloween 3. Now, yes. you got 19, and that was in 1982. So they took six years off, and finally they said, look, we got to bring back this Michael Myers because I think maybe one of those licensing things were coming up where they had to do it or they might lose some rights. Or maybe they just they were like, hey, you know what? We're going to need to make some money here. So 1988 was the return of Michael Myers. So this is Halloween 4, and it's labeled as Halloween 4, but in reality, it's Halloween 3. Follow right. me so far? Yep, I'm okay. following. <laughs> All right, so now, 1989, the very next year, they came out with Revenge of Michael Myers, Halloween 5, which is in reality, Halloween 4, okay? Uh -huh. And then in 1995, they took six years off, and they finished up what people refer to as the Thorn Trilogy, uh, 4, 5, and 6, which are really three, four, and five, but forget that. They they came back with the curse of Michael Myers, which interesting enough, you have the return of Michael Myers, the revenge of Michael Myers, and the curse of Michael Myers, which some people also refer to as the Pink Panther trilogy because you had the return of the Pink Panther, the revenge right. of the Pink Panther, and the curse of the Pink Panther. So forget all that. So now you have those. Now you go to 1998. This is after Scream had came out and the slasher genre has been reborn. So they decided, hey, if, if they're going to make money off of us, because it was referenced a lot in Scream, Halloween was. So now they're like, you know what? We're going to come back with our own. So they called it Halloween. Um, it was supposed to be Halloween 20. It's it's referred to as Halloween H2O. H2O, or, yeah. Right, because it's 20 years after the original. All right? But it's not Halloween six is not halloween five is not any of those halloweens it's in reality halloween three because it retconned everything up until the original halloween two you follow me so far so h2o is actually halloween three so at this point we technically have three halloween threes all oh right <laughs> okay now resurrection halloween resurrection came out it had buster rhymes in it 2002 that would, by their timeline, be the new Halloween 4, okay? okay. So now you got three Halloween 4s, all right? But forget that. Now, <laughs> now the then it was it. They, 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 that was supposed to be the end of it, right? So now you got the two Rob Zombies Halloween. So now you got another Halloween 1. Oh, my so gosh. The, in 2007, you got the Rob Zombie Halloween. And then you got the Rob Zombie Halloween 2. So now you got two Halloween ones, uh, two Halloween twos. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now, skip up into 2018. They decide to redo, like, they're bringing back Halloween. But they're like, you know what? We're erasing everything. Oh my gosh. And we're going back, and this is going to be the sequel to the original movie. Okay, 
So this is truly Halloween Part 2. You know what they named the movie? What? Halloween. <laughs> okay, so... There's already a, a truly Halloween Part 2. No. They have erased that because they did away from the sister thing. So no, oh Michael Myers and, and Lori are no longer brother and sister. They've what? erased the original Halloween 2. That's no longer canon. So now you have the 1978 Halloween and the official direct sequel is the 2018 movie called Halloween. That is ridiculous. How can it All be right. the official sequel? Now, John because Carpenter it is. wasn't involved, right? Uh, he was. Yes. Oh, he, he was? Did, he didn't direct it, but he was he was a producer, and I believe he also um, did, the, did, the, did the music. Yes. He is directly well, involved. Didn't John Carpenter the direct the second one as well? He did, but by force. He didn't direct it, but he was brought in to help reshoot some scenes. He didn't want to be a part of it. He was doing a movie called The Fog, and oh, yeah, yeah. they were suing him for rights. And in order for him to retain his rights to The Fog, he was strong-armed into coming and doing Halloween 2. So a lot uh. of people feel like he really did a shitty job with Halloween 2 because he just wanted to get through it. And right. um, there's a lot of theories about, you know, kind of the reason, the way the movie was shot, the ending, the reason that he was set on fire at the end because he wanted to make sure he was dead. He even killed Dr. Loomis, which, of course, they ignored in Halloween 4, which is actually Halloween 3. But anyway, oh this is the most convoluted series. <laughs> but it gets, on the hold on. Planet Earth. <laughs> Stop for a second, Duke. Now, it was supposed to come out this year, but because of COVID, they pushed it back to next year. So now, the new official Halloween 3 is going to be called Halloween Kills, and that's coming out next year. And then a To Be Determined, which I'm assuming they probably are already filming it, or already have filmed it, or already started filming it. Um, the, the, the last one, which would actually be the new Part 4, is going to be called Halloween Ends. And that's going to come out at the soon at the earliest 2022 but probably 2023 it should have right? ended like seven movies ago but go ahead well hey listen they got to make that money john <laughs> carpenter needs money the producers need money the film the the film studio needs money so come on and also i mean this is kind of a really common known thing but do you know what they based you know what the original what the halloween mask michael's myers mask you know what it is yeah, it's uh, William Shatner's face. Yeah, they just cut yeah. off his eyebrows and, and shaved up yeah. his sideburns. Also, do you know what Michael Myers' name actually was? Like, how they referred to him? Mm, I don't think so. He's called The Shape. So, in their universe, people weren't calling him Michael Myers. They were, like, if the newspaper had written about it, it was like The Shape. And they, they actually written it in the script, but then they just decided just to go with Michael Myers. But they actually used it in the new Halloween 2, which they named Halloween in 2018. I'm they were they actually mentioned him. They mentioned the shape. Uh, Lori says the shape. They brought back Lori for this. They had the, the original actor. It's really good. It's a good movie. I mean, there is a there's a part at the end where it's like, ah, what is that about? But overall, the movie's pretty good. It's a very solid horror movie. And I recommend it. You should check it out. Wow, that was so confusing. I'm so it from John Carpenter's perspective. What is the what is the time? What is the lineage of movies, or what is, what is the order of movies? Like if you if if you were to ask if, him, if what you is were the to official... ask John Carpenter, 
Yeah. He would say there was Halloween in 1978, and that was yeah. it. But now that he's attached to Halloween in 2018, I think John Carpenter, because John Carpenter likes money like anybody else, and he <laughs> is attached to the movie. It's not like he's just some random producer who helped get it f produced, helped get it filmed, who his name's on there. He's actually a hands-on. He, Like I said, he recorded um, some of the movie, or, or something like the soundtrack of... Uh, to the movie so and he might even helped with the script uh danny mcbride's one of the writers and and producers i think he even helped direct um i forget the other director producer whatever but nonetheless he is attached to it so technically speaking you have 1978 halloween everything else has been erased and 2018 halloween which is really halloween too oh my gosh so how many were rob zombie involved with just one he had two. He had the two, 2007 and 2009. And it's not that they're erased. They're just their own thing. It's like right. it's like the multiverse, right? You know? Yeah. You have a Spider-Man here. You got a Spider-Man somewhere else. You got multiple Supermans, whatever. Think of it that way. In, our uni in one universe, you got the Michael Myers, the John Carpenter, Michael Myers, and everybody who came in that series of movies. And then there's the Rob Zombie movies in another universe. And honestly, I did like the first Rob Zombie Halloween. I thought it was good. It was different. Um, it did focus a lot on his childhood. I, so I, I like the fact that he went something. I mean, but I'm a, I'm a fan of House of a Thousand Corpses, and I'm also a fan of uh, The Devil's Rejects, which are Rob Zombie's like other those, movies. Yeah, I tried to watch um, those. I, I did not I, like them. No, no, it's understandable. I mean, it's, 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 it's hardcore, but um, I like them. So I like these Halloween. Well, I like that Halloween. The the part two was very convoluted, and um, I didn't like the part two. So anyway, oh, doesn't matter. Yes, it is a mess. Hopefully, uh, I have cleared this up for you though. <laughs> no, you did not. I probably <laughs> I probably would have been better off not knowing all of that. But but now I know, and that it well, is what now it you is. Know. <laughs> but you know, it's funny you mentioned the whole sister thing. I always thought that was. That's how I remember it. Most of the stuff I only saw, ever saw the television versions. So I always thought that they were brother yep. and sister. That's so nope. interesting. I didn't the know that. The original cut, he is he is not here. In the original movie, the theatric cut, the original version, the non-television version, he is never mentioned to be her brother. Um, and like I said, when they were filming part two and they decided to add that thing to the story the the family lineage uh they retconned it because they were filming so they just added that extra scene because back then you know whenever movies would come out when they would get you know you, you gotta have to go back then i mean vcrs weren't as common there obviously wasn't things like dvrs and, and even cable was in its infancy but um it was a big thing when these movies made it to network television i mean we had three channels yeah. back then you know what i mean maybe four but you know it wasn't many and uh but they had to they had to be able to fit in you know an 8 to 11 time slot yeah or a 9 to 11 I mean, whatever they put it on i'm assuming it's probably 9 to 11 so they had to fit into a two-hour time slot well the movie doesn't yeah. have a two-hour runtime, and especially even when you add in the commercials it didn't have enough plus you also well maybe it would have had enough but they had to cut some things so it to be be able to show it on broadcast television so they had to edit some so they had to do an edit of course after the edit they probably lost some time and they probably needed some time anyway so what they did is they filmed a couple extra scenes and wow. they added it to it i had no, I had no idea 
That that's how it always was in my head. I always thought they there were brother go. and sister. Um, so I must have seen there that version exclusively. And now they not. And now and well, that's probably what yeah. you originally saw. And then probably, and probably if you ever did see like the regular rated R version, that you just probably yeah, just exactly. didn't think about. Just kind of went over my head, I guess. Now they're not, so it doesn't matter. They never were. So just forget it. <laughs> they are not brother and sister, and it never happened. So happens. John Carpenter never wanted that because you said that he was not. No, this this was wow. not his idea. This this was not. No, the, they they already had a movie filmed. They brought him back in because I don't think they cared for how the movie was turning out, and they wanted him a part of it. And I believe he came back. Well, I know he did because I watched the documentary on it recently. And he came back and um, he helped reshoot some scenes, um, add a little bit of extra because I guess it, the movie was very flat. And but in reality, he just made it more like more vicious. I guess. I mean, some of the scenes were a little more explicit. They were up in the ante. I mean, it was that time where if you went back to all those horror movies from the time, I mean, watch the original Friday the Thirteenth and then watch oh, yeah. like the fourth oh, yeah. Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like a completely sure. different experience. So, I had no idea that the Halloween franchise was the messiest, most confusing franchise in Hollywood history. I had no idea. That is interesting. Yeah, it is. It certainly sounds like it. Well. Hey, you're welcome. Well, thank you for all that information. That must have been a lot of uh, a lot of research you had to do there. <laughs> eh, it took me like five minutes. <laughs> you probably already knew all this stuff because you're such a you know. Well, I, I did. It, it uh, the five minutes it took me to write it down on this piece of paper because I wanted to make sure. The only thing I really looked up was the years. I knew I knew about the, I knew about that. So anyway. Well, there it is. On that note, that's uh, that's a lot of Halloween talk we did. Yeah. Both uh, holiday and movie. So, <laughs> we started with the movie and we ended with, yeah, exactly. we started with the, <laughs> the holiday we ended with the movie. Yeah, so that was fun. So there's our Halloween episode. We hope you enjoyed it. And uh, we will return in about a month with another episode. I'm not sure about what yet, but we'll, we'll keep you informed. And uh, you can, again, find me on Twitter at Duke0619 and on YouTube, Retro Nonsense. And Chris... Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at CWR2. Also, just a word of the wise, contrary to what people tell you, okay, you do not have to smell anybody's feet. You can just give them the candy. <laughs> you don't yeah. have to smell their feet. Just give them the candy. Shut Good the door. advice. Good advice. <laughs> well, on that note, thanks for listening, guys, and we'll see you next time.